novels I'd rather watch a movie Baby, we're like night and day You like Frappuccino Leonardo DiCaprio I like Al Pacino And I take my coffee straight It's no secret, girl, we're different It's not like we don't know Every single hesitation All goes out the window When you say my name One more time. You like hip hop dancing. I'd rather wait for something slow. It's a little less work for two left feet. Where I tell you later, my polyester suit's been fine. It's inevitable, we're gonna disagree. It's no secret, girl, we're different. It's not like we don't know. Every single hesitation all goes out the window When you say my name, I can feel forever When you touch my face, girl, I feel invincible Nothing seems impossible, I'm Superman You've got me flying high What is up, everybody? I am so glad that I am able to be here today with you guys, and I hope everybody tunes in to listen to this episode 3, season 1, episode 3, I should call it, how it is, but I wanted to tell everybody, first and foremost, thank you for listening to my podcast and subscribing, I have my podcast on several different platforms, I have it on Google Play, obviously iTunes, I got it on Spotify, so, it's out there, and you will get notified if you're subscribed of the new episode. Last week, I did not make an episode. My uncle had passed away, and it was a really hard time, so I basically just took time for myself. Also, wasn't feeling good on top of that, and I just figured that since I just needed that break and that sleep to re-energize myself, that... I would just not make a podcast episode, and I know I was going to try to have it done by Friday, but then the volume of um, my mic just wasn't working that great, and then I was getting a new desktop, and situation happened with that, and then now I got this new rose gold laptop that I just picked up today, so... I am making sure I get this week's podcast done for you guys. And I may um, do two episodes next week just to make up for the one that I did not do last week. But let's get right into it. Let's dive into everything that's going on in the gaming world today. Anyways, we will start off with Dead by Daylight. They have already projected their year four roadmap. They're going to have a new chapter, which will be the chapter 14. It doesn't exactly say the month of when it will be released. So, I'm pretty sure it's going to be soon, obviously. But they're going to have a new Arch Rive New Rift, which basically, it's going to be kind of like Fortnite, where you can buy a Battle Pass, and you'll be able to get items 
four of that battle pass for Dead by Daylight. I don't know if it'll include Blood Points. I don't know if it's going to include Iridescent Shard. They really haven't released too much. But you'll be able to get items for your characters. Obviously, I know you're not going to be able to get rank and levels. Because that'll be something that they'll want you to work on on your own. And not be able to probably pay to play it. But who knows what they may do. And then they're going to have Chapter 15. They're going to have a new map. And also, when they release the new archive new in the new rift, um, they were going to have a map rework. Now, I can't guarantee that they're going to do that battle pass. That's just speculation. I've seen some videos on in the YouTube world that they were displaying the battle pass and everything else. So, I don't want to guarantee it just in case I'm wrong. But, when they do Chapter 15, they're going to have a new map. And, it says that they're going to have a new arch um, with a new rift. So, it's going to be interesting. And, they're still going to be working on <clears throat> releasing servers for the PS4 and the Xbox. Right now, they're working on getting the dedicated servers out, and they got it to where you can um, test it on the PTB. It says 3.3.0 PTB is now live, so you can go on Dead by Daylight website to obviously read that, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit what's going on with the 3.3.0 PTB, which is a player test build. You can Obviously, go on Steam if you got Dead by Daylight, which I'm downloading my Steam game to my um, laptop with Dead by Daylight. <coughs> so, this says that the schedule was October 8th at 11 a.m. And there's instructions to be able to go and access it. You'll have to go on Steam and follow the instructions in the patch notes. So let's click on this right now. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about the patch notes, which is basically the features and contents and um, what they're going to do to improve the game. So they're going to do a integrated and up Dated version of the Unreal Engine 4.22 from 4.21.1. Feature the archive. The archives. My throat is dry. Let me take a drink. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it tells you to go read the blog post for more details. <laughs> and they're going to have a content update. Tomb provides challenges to players to complete for blood points. Rift fragments and lore entries stored in the collection submenu. They're going to do a content, which is the Rift New Time Limited Reward System. That's what I was discussing. So that'd be really cool. I hope they end up doing that. I just hope that um, they get the servers out before they get that released because that will be a huge mess but it'll be stored in the collection sub menu content the ripped new 
time limited reward system. Um, they're going to have a new UI element is now available at the right of the lobby menu and tally screen to provide feedback regarding the archives. <clears throat> they're going to have content, new currency. So they're going to have new currency. That's going to be interesting. They're going to have the rift fragments used to progress through tiers and an available rift in the archive. So in, instead of calling it a battle pass, they're calling it a rift, I guess. They're going to release new content, new cosmetic type charms, maximum of three to attach to a survivor's waist or on a killer's hook in the environment. Customization UI has been updated to reflect this. So, miscellaneous gameplay balance. They're going to update certain killer powers with the undetectable status effect. The shape in tier 1 of evil within the pig while in crouch mode. The wraith while cloaked. The ghost face while in night shroud. They're going to add a new survivor score event for wiggling in the killer's grass. 25 blunt points per second. Nice. They're going to add a new survivor score event for dropping a pallet while in a chase. We'll get 200 blood points. So if you drop a pallet, get 200 blood points. Added a new survivor score event for fast vaulting while in a chase. 100 blood points. Add a new survivor score event when other survivors in the trial disconnect. 600 blood points. I'm having to take a drink of my Powerade because my voice is dry. UI improvements. Updated the icon style for cosmetic items. Rarities. Updated the Yorick cells and iridescent shards. Background colors from yellow, blue, to orange, indigo, respectively. Add a perk indicator in the HUD when affected by the babysitter perk. And so, they're going to do medkit changes. How great is that? So, camping aid kit. Increase the speed at which you heal others from 15 plus 15% to 25%. So that's awesome. First aid kit increases the speed at which you heal others from 25% to plus 35%. So it'll be faster. Yay! Emergency med kit reduced changes from 24 to 16. Increase the speed at which you will heal others from 35% to plus 50%. Replace item efficiency, increase self-heal speeds at plus 50%. That's good. They must listen to my streams because I said they need to increase the speeds of healing. And it seems like they're doing just that. So the Ranger Mega increase the speed at which you heal from others plus 25% to plus 50%. All Hallows Eve's lunchbox increase the speed at which you heal others from 15% to plus 35%. So these are the add-ons that they're going to change to the med kit. Rubber gloves. It's going to have great skill checks. Grant 3% plus bonus progress. Sponge. Great skill checks. Grant 5% bonus progress. Needle and thread skill check. Chance increase from 3% to plus 10%. 100% bonus blood points for succeeding great skill checks. Awesome. Surgical suture skill checks. 
skill check chance increased from 5% to plus 15%, 150% blood points for succeeding great skill checks. Well, that's great. Septic Agent applies the endurance status effect for 15 seconds on use with a secondary action depletes medkit on use, which we already knew that. Anti-hemorrhage syringe heals survivor passively for over 8 seconds. Time is modified by perks and add-ons that affect healing speeds. The effect is concealed if the survivor changes health state or picked up. Depletes medkit on use. Nice. So they're going to do some nerfing to the nurse. They're going to do some changes. So rather than regaining all her blink charges immediately after finishing her fatigue animation, the nurse now regains one blink charge every three seconds. Starting at the beginning of the fatigue animation, the time can be modified by add-ons. The nurse will begin... Her reappearance approximately 0.3 seconds earlier. This is a visual only change to ensure that the survivors are not blocked or hit by a killer they cannot see. Which that's good. They need to do that. They're going to do some changes to the nurse add-ons. Which um, the white knee comb decreases the length of blink attack lunges by 50%. 0.15 seconds. Increases blood point rewards for blink attack scored events by 100%. Metal spoon. Hitting a survivor with a blink attack causes their sounds of pain to be moderately louder for 60 seconds. A wooden horse um, reduces extra fatigue from missed blink attacks by 50%. 0.5 seconds. The plaid flannel. Rarity change from very rare to common. The blink indicator placement has been improved and will now stay visible until the nurse has reached the destination. It was previously not visible while blinking. Dull bracelet. It decreases maximum blink distance by 20%. 4 meters. Increases blood point rewards for precise blink score events by 100%. Bad man keepsake, a rarity change from common to uncommon. Hitting a survivor with a blink attack causes their aura to be revealed when healing or being healed within a 28 meter range for 60 seconds. Catatonic boy's treasure reduces extra fatigue from chain blinks by 100%, 0.5 seconds. Dark signature. Decreases blink recharge time by 20%, which is 0.6 seconds. Pocket watch increases the duration of the chain blink window by 13%, 0.2 seconds. Anxious anxious gas. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) My voice is dry. Blinking past a survivor causes them to scream and awards 200 blood points to the devious category for terrifying them. Spasmodic breath. Hitting a survivor with a successful blink attack disables the ability to blink and increases the nurse's base movement speed to 4.6 milliseconds for 60 seconds. Ataxic respiration. 
reduces base blink fatigue duration by 12.5%, 0.25 seconds. That's nice. Fragile Wheeze decreased blink recharge time by 30%, which is 0.9 seconds. Heavy Panting increases maximum blink range by 20%, which is 4 meters, and increases maximum blink charge time by 20%, which is 0.4 seconds. Let me take a drink in. Bad Man's Last Breath. Hitting a survivor with a successful blink attack grants the nurse the undetectable status for 16 seconds. This effect may be only triggered once every 60 seconds. Campbell's Last Breath. After reappearing from a fully charged blink, the nurse immediately blinks at a half charge in the direction she is currently facing. Kavanaugh's Last Breath. Increases maximum blink range by 30%, which is 6 meters, and increases maximum blink change or charge time by 30%, which is 0.6 seconds. <clears throat> Jennifer's last breath. After blinking allows the nurse to immediately blink back to her original position by pressing the secondary power button. Requires a blink charge and must be triggered during the chain blink window. Matchbox. Rarity change from common to ultra rare. Removes one blink charge. Increases base movement speed to 4.2 milliseconds. Torn bookmark. Rarity change from common to ultra rare. Adds one blink charge. The nurse can no longer blink to locations not in her line of sight. Which that's good. They needed to do that. So they're going to do some changes to survivor perks, which we obviously knew that. It's going to happen. Detective's hunch now triggers from any generator completion instead of only generators completed by the perk owner. Increased aura readings duration from 5 seconds to 10 seconds. Plunderer's instinct. Remove the slightly and moderately stipulation from tier 1 and two respectively. Only unopened chest ores and items dropped on the ground will be revealed to the perk owner. Which, that's something that they need to do anyways. Aura reading range does not change. Metal a man made it so the perk can be activated and triggered more than once. That's good, they needed to do that. There were several bug fixes that they had done. Um, there's a lot that were killer-related, map-specific, perks, miscellaneous, audio and localization, UI and HUD, which is HUD. So we can go through the killer-related bug fixes. They fixed an issue that caused the plague's corrupt purge to apply the contagious effect on interactables. They fix an issue that caused the pig's trap set score event to trigger at the end of the trap set set trap animation instead of at the beginning. So map specific. There was an issue that they fixed that caused the nightmares dream snares not to be visible on specific areas of the main house tile in mother's dwelling map 
Um, there was an issue that they had to fix that caused invisible collision blocking player movement when going up the left side of the stairs of the main house in the mother's dwelling map. Um, there was an issue that they had to fix that caused players to float at the top of the staircase in the temple building of the Temple of Purgation map, which already knew about that. <laughs> They had an issue that was fixed that caused visible ground seams on multiple tiles in the family residence map. Fixed a few instances that allowed survivors to walk on top of certain chests in the family resident map. Fixed an issue that caused an invisible collision when falling off a specific part of the hill in the Father Campbell Chapel map. Fixed an issue that caused... Visible ground seams on multiple tiles in the Father Campbell's chapel map. Fix an issue that caused visible ground seams inside the gas station in the gas heaven map. They fixed an issue that caused the interior of the crash bus to appear too bright in the Auto Haven Wreckers map. Fix an issue that caused an invisible collision blocking player movement near the hook in the silo in the Torment Creek maps. Map, sorry. There was an issue that had to be fixed that caused an invisible collision that was blocking player movement on the basement stairs when the basement spawned in the barn of the fractured cowshed map. That was something they definitely need to fix. Fix an issue that caused an invisible collision blocking player movement on the fishnet side of the stairs leading to the small cabin in the Grim Pantry map. <sighs> Man, there's a lot of map fixes. Fix an issue that allowed killers to walk on top of a rock asset in the backwater swamp maps. Fix an issue that caused the bookshelves and the preschool basement to be missing textures in the Springwood maps. They fixed an issue that caused a floating crow in a hallway in the treatment theater map. Fixed an issue that allowed players to partially hide in a wall outside of the torture room in the game map. Fixed an issue that caused killer projectiles to pass through cages with the blue traps on them in the lab rooms of the underground complex map. Fixed an issue that caused the plague's vomit to go through the exit gates in the underground complex map. Yeah, they needed to fix that too. Fixed an issue that caused items to clip through the vines on one of the lab tiles near the rift room in the underground complex map. Fixed an issue that caused the killer to become stuck between a hook survivor and the vaultable staircase acid and vaulting the stairs in the underground complex map. Fixed an issue that caused the exit gate panel places not to be connected. Fixed an issue that allowed players to see out of world through a specific part of the basement ceiling, which I knew about that. I've seen that. Uh, miscellaneous LOD fixes and improvements. So these are the 
um, bug fixes that they did on perks. They fixed an issue that caused a skill check grace period not to adjust to the audio delay on Hex. Hunter's Lullaby skill check allowing players to cancel the skill checks after they appeared. Fix an issue that caused no VFX or SFX if a survivor got a good skill check and let go of the repair interaction at the same time with Hex Rune active. Fix an issue that caused the locker doors animation to be out of sync with the killer's locker search animation when using the Iron Maiden perk. And they fixed an issue that caused dance with me to show survivor scratch marks when the survivor rushed out of the locker. Okay, I'm going to take a drink real quick. By the way, I hope everybody's having a good Saturday. And if you're playing Dead by Daylight, I hope everybody's getting in some good matches. But anyways, we're going to go forward and talk about more miscellaneous bug fixes. So, if you're wanting to listen to find out what they have fixed in regards to perks, maps, miscellaneous items, then just keep on listening because I'm going to go finish going through them all. They adjusted the size of the pallet zone collision box that should fix the issue where killers could become stuck under certain condition. Added reverse bear trap to the pig's idle animation to the offline killer lobby. Fixed an issue that caused the dream world lightning between the nightmare and survivors not to match when changing the graphic settings to low or medium prior to the map. Um, they fixed an issue that caused the tally screen not to transition properly as the player left the match during the camera intro pan. <clears throat> fixed an issue that could cause a survivor to get stuck in the jumping through hatch animation when the killer hit them. They opened it with a key. They fixed an issue that caused other players not to see the failed skill check animation being performed when the survivor released the interaction button during skill check. They fixed an issue that caused the Demogorgon's feet not to animate from its point of view when picking up and carrying a survivor. Fixed an issue that caused a ground seam in the first part of the survivor tutorial. Miscellaneous cosmetic clipping and improvements. Um, they just fixed miscellaneous audio improvements and minor localization translation and improvements. So UI and HUD. These are the bugs that they fixed. They fixed an issue that made it possible for clients to leave the lobby during offering burn screen. Adjusted the player's username to prevent overlapping from the killer's point of view in the online lobby. Fixed an issue that allowed players to continue rotating their characters without holding the button to rotate. Fixed an issue that made it impossible to use the arrows to switch characters when the game was running in an ultra-wide resolution. Fixed an issue that could cause the store button to become grayed out after a public match. Fixed an issue that caused the controller bumper prompts to have uneven spacing in the game manual section of the tutorials. Fixed an issue that caused the fade out between killers and survivors select in the store to be 
store to be offset. Fix an issue that caused the daily rituals button to disappear when switching to a spectator in a common game, in a custom game. My bad. Let me take a drink quick. They fixed an issue that caused no indication in the tooltip informing the players the progress that was made towards the light bringer emblem for opening exit gates. Miscellaneous UI improvements. No issues that they have fixed. Sometimes players are unable to move when loading into the trial. Chases are not triggered or maintained while killers are under the undetectable status effect. Terror radius can affect players outside of the maximum range. Please report cases of this issue, providing information regarding players' loadouts, including the killer. When Tinker activates survivors hear chase music as if the killer were right next to them. The trapper is sometimes unable to pick up traps. Desync between clients and hosts regarding the hatch state. The Demogorgon's add-ons appear in certain killer's blood webs. All lights in the underground complex maps are flickering. Sometimes finish a custom game will kick the host out of the lobby. Survivors may get stuck on the infinite loading screen after leaving the tally screen in a custom game. Placeholder text for the survivor disconnect score event. The stairs in the Thompson House building are not aligned. Dwight's campus Sunny's head customization is missing shades. Survivors do not scream when pulled out of a locker. Known issues archives. Level 2 quest custom medkit cannot be completed. Dark Triumph challenges. Challenge does not gain progress when a survivor dies from an RBT during the in-game collapse. The Hold the Door quest on level 4 has a placeholder description. Frame rate drops when switching levels in the tomb. Placeholder name appears first. Time entering the archives. Placeholder text for the Rift Fragments tooltip. Missing icon in the game manual for the archives. Some charms don't dissolve properly when zooming in and out. New levels in the archives will be inaccessible if their release occurred during a player's session and the player has already reached the end of the most recent level. Please relaunch the client if this occurs or happens to you. So we just literally went through the roadmap. We talk about all the glitches and um, bugs that were fixed. Um, we're going to go through their, um, they were discussing new goals for players. They're saying during year four, Dead by Daylight will be growing with the addition of the archives, a new meta feature that brings new challenges and rewards. In each of the archives' tombs, players will decide which path to take and what quest to complete. Furthermore, they will discover journal entries and cinematics expanding on the lore of the characters as well as other rewards like blood points and charms. 
Only the most dedicated Dead by Daylight lore hunters will complete the increasingly challenging levels of each tomb. Alongside the archives comes Rift. It's a new way to unlock even more cosmetics for your survivors and killers. By completing the archives quest and completing in trial and competing in trials, you'll work toward unlocking many tiers within the Rift. Then thematic cosmetics are up for grabs on a free track and a paid track is available for even more rewards. So it's basically <laughs> something that they were doing like um, Fortnite and Apex and stuff like that. Instead of calling it a battle pass, they're calling it the Rift. Be fast, so it's a Rift temporary and will eventually close. The development team is also continuing to rework the rank season. The rank, the rank rework has an extended session that includes more ranks and rewards throughout your progression. We want the rank progression ladder to be inclusive and meaningful. And they're um, going to have some expansion that they'll be doing to Dead by Daylight. Um, they have a plan that will be released on new platforms. Currently, gamers can play Dead by Daylight on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. As of 2019, gamers will be able to play Dead by Daylight on Switch, Mobile, and Xbox One Game Pass. We will also refresh existing languages and add news ones news ones on consoles and PC. Nice. Um, the overall health, we are very um, heavily invested in the future of Dead by Daylight and to do so we need a solid infrastructure. We are planning on launching dedicated servers which I discussed earlier which will improve connectivity to our game servers and allow a better handling of players' disconnect during matches. They will continuously improve performances on all platforms, aiming to have a baseline of 60 FPS on PS4 and Xbox One for summer 2019. Well, summer already passed. We're almost getting to <laughs> Halloween and... Thanksgiving. We will also address major game irritants, hitboxes and attack, detection pallet window, vaulting interactions, and latency and connection issues. Finally, we are revising our party creation system and friends management will allow for survivors with friend groups to stay together game after game, which they've already done that. So, uh, chapter 4 will feature four major chapters. Each chapter introduces a new fantasy in the Dead by Daylight universe, bringing new characters with their own backstory, unique gameplay mechanics, progression, and set of cosmetics based on the roadmap of their objective. These major content drops might also feature new game mechanics. Technical updates, quality of life features, and general game balancing and bug fixes. So, let's just hope Dead by Daylight is here to stay like they say. They said that their focus um, for year four is to ensure the future of all, 
the project. On top of releasing four new chapters, we will focus on health of the game with major technological investment. They're going to push their live design philosophy with map and character reworks, add new objectives and challenges through the archives, and expand the game to new platforms. Wow. <laughs> How exciting is that? Mobile version and Switch version. Um, I was just checking to see if they had a month, a possible release date, but they don't. So, I want to thank everybody for um, being here today, and I hope everybody's having a good Saturday. If not, I hope you're on your PlayStation or Xbox playing Dead by Daylight or Switch. And, um, because I'm doing my podcast and I'm not able to play with you guys. I don't know if anybody's going to be excited about the nerfing of the nurse. I mean, I'm not too excited to know that, um, they're nerfing some of the aspects that I like about her, but... Hey, there's nothing that I can do about it. I mean, there were several things that they're saying that they want to address when revisiting the nurse. First of all, killers should have four common, five uncommon, five rare, and four very rare, and two ultra rare add-ons. The nurse previously did not meet this condition, and she was created before this standard was put into place, so they're having to fix it. Many of her add-ons also had downsides of or effects that hindered players' muscle memory, causing them to be very rarely used. Others had unintended side effects that made them much stronger than intended, notably the range add-ons, which the turn-granted reappearance speed, sometimes referred to as Omega Blink, which I did not like that aspect at all. We wanted to bring these add-ons up to our client standard and introduce new and fun effects for players to experience with the nurse. In the process, they've also made few adjustments made to her base power. Previously, the nurse could double blink, go through fatigue, then immediately double blink again. This did not leave the survivors with much of an opportunity to break line of sight. A recharge mechanic uh, for the blink charges has been added to limit how quickly she can perform multiple blinks rather than immediately receiving all her blink charges. Following fatigue, she will instead regain charges once at a time, like one at a time. Each charge takes three seconds, starting from the beginning of her fatigue. This time can be reduced through add-ons. The timing of the visual effects of the blink reappearance have adjusted so that the nurse becomes visible just before the end of the blink. This allows players to react appropriately and avoid situations where they are hit or blocked by the collision of the nurse before they can see her. We have, they removed the blink accuracy stat. Blink accuracy stat was functional, but its values were so small that the effects were really hard to notice. Blink accuracy would place you randomly around the position you blink to. 
and they you know i've already explained to you that every single nurse add-on has been altered in some way which you can go on deadbydaylight.com and go in the discussions and read all about the nurse um i've already went through the patch notes for 3.3.3.0 pcb So now we are going to go and discuss about the Sony PlayStation 5. Like, I've been talking about this every day with my friends because of the fact that we want to get the new updated version of the Sony PlayStation 5. Sony continues to slowly release information about the impending PlayStation 5, meaning it can be difficult to even find um, details in one place that are specific, specific to the PlayStation 5. Sony first confirmed the existence of the new PlayStation back in October 2018, I believe, although it didn't even reveal the console's name until October 8, 2019, so it was last month, which obviously we knew it was going to be the PlayStation 5. And eagle-eyed fans went as far as to track down the dev kit, which was codename Prospero, I read. So, for anybody who just want a rundown of the upcoming system... Um, you can also go online to, um, various website to check it out. Um, I'm on Hypebeast right now, which is Hypebeast.com. They're just saying that they're expecting it to be released at the holiday season, which in 2020... They're saying the CPU on the PlayStation 5 system consists of an AMD chip based on Ryzen. It has 8 times cores and 7 NM Zen 2 processors. The Zen 2 chip was unveiled in June 2019 and notably for re-separating the CPU. Um... Let's see. The graphics processing unit is a custom AMD Navi unit that supports ray tracing at a hardware level. Ray tracing is important because it is rendering a technique that helps light effects become a far more realistic in other attempts been in have, that have been seen in um, gaming period. Hold on, let me go ahead and take another drink. <laughs> the audio, they're saying that the PS5 will use 3D audio, which Sony's system architect um, Mark Kearney believes will be dra dramatically different to the PS4 sound. The storage of the PS5, they're going to use a solid slate drive, which um, is alongside the PCLE 4.0 connection. The result of this new drive is that the loading times in games will dramatically decrease, reducing the wait time from 15 to 0.8 seconds. The new console will support full 8K resolution, so it will be safely assumed that this will include full 4K support also. Yes! And the disc reader. The disc reader will be able to read 4K Blu-ray disc, while the new optimal optical game disc will have a capacity of 100 gigabytes. 
Despite this, Sony will attempt at a push for digital titles and streaming with improvement of its PlayStation Now service. So, they're trying to say that they're going to have some pretty cool console features. They're going to have backward compatibility, which was revealed in June 2019 that the system will support backwards compatibility with the PS4. Um, They're going to try to do more cross-gen play, meaning players will be able to play a compatible game of their PS on their PS4, switch over to PS5, and continue where they left off. Portable element. This is something that has been hinted at, but not really confirmed. With head of Sony's gaming division, if it's necessary to continue thinking of portable gaming as one method to deliver more gaming experience and exploring with what um, their customers want from portable, they're going to have an improved home screen, which obviously we knew that was going to happen. The PS5 home screen is expected to receive a dramatic overhaul. They're saying that the launch page will see multiple player games and provide users with a list of joinable activities, while single-player games will showcase the missions you'll receive and the rewards for doing them. Gaming installation changes, installation times for digital games were the bane of many PS4 user experience often taking days to download. To combat this, the PS5 will allow configurable installation for ease of use. For example, if you want to play just a single-player campaign of a game, you'll be able to download that alone, leaving the multiplayer to be downloaded at a later date. They're going to have reduced energy consumption. Um... The president and CEO said that the PS5 will come with the option to spend gameplay while using much less power than the PS4. Um, if, if just one million user enable this feature, it would save equivalent to the average electricity use of 1,000 U.S. homes. Ooh, they're going to have some interesting changes to the controllers. One of the key features from the new PS5 controller is haptic feedback, which allows developers to differentiate rumble feedback to a higher degree than ever before, Um, saying that crashing into a wall in a race car feels much different than making a tackle on the football field. You can even get a sense for a variety of textures while running through fields of grass or plodding through mud. Adaptive triggers, the other key addition to the controllers is trigger usage, which allows developers to configure the feeling of the R2-L2 button so that you can feel tactile sensation of drawing a bow and arrow or accelerating an off-road vehicle through rocky terrain. And no games have been confirmed as of yet, but Sony's... Um, Confirming the name of the PS5 made a reference to three games in particular. Death Stranding, The Last Part of Us Part 2, and Ghost Tsushima. Or, yeah, Tsushima, however you want to pronounce it. 
This somewhat random reference led those to assume that the games will be made for a console at launch, although that remains only speculation, basically, at this time. The release date and pricing. Sony has only announced that PlayStation 5 has launched during the holiday 2020 season with no firm date as of yet. The pricing was rumored to be around $500 US according to leaks, but no official price has been confirmed yet. So a lot of people are mad because they're saying that they will not be able to play their PlayStation 2 and 3 games. And there's people are complaining that the PS5 will be a ripoff. And I'm reading a lot of people complaining. But they don't realize that if you want to play those games, just go and um, get a PlayStation 2 and a PlayStation 3. Exactly like what somebody else just said. Go and buy another PS2 or PS3. Just keep them like I have. Um, they're saying, a lot of people are saying, why keep the games but not the old console? Tech is upgrading, but some reason when it comes to console, people are complaining that they can't play the game they passed five times already. Uh, that's agreeable. Um, a lot of people are saying they don't even want to pay 300 bucks for a used PS3. Well, I hate to say that you won't pay $300 for a used PS3. I'm just going through these comments and they're just making me laugh. But, um, they're saying that the PS5 will be set to be revealed early next year. I am going to go click and see if there's any Red Dead Redemption 2 updates before um, I decide to um, end my podcast for today, my episode. Oh, ooh, ooh. let's go into Red Dead Redemption 2. Graphics are better versus PS4 and Xbox. And I read that they're going to bring Red Dead Redemption to PC. Yep, they have been begin taking pre-orders of Red Dead Redemption 2 for PSC through Rockstar Games launch in advance of its November 5 release date. So... Everybody who plays Red Dead, you'll be able to go play on PC soon. They're saying the ultimate version of Arthur Morgan and the Vander Linde Gang's open world epic. Rockstar Games cited a number of changes in the PC that make it an improvement on previous Red Dead Redemption 2 release for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. The PC release will include a new story mission, new bounty hunter missions, gang hideouts, treasure maps, seven new horses, and four new weapons including the M1899 semi-automatic pistol, but the most obvious change are to the graphics which are even more impressive than the groundbreaking console counterparts. They're saying Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC takes full advantage of the power of the PC to bring every corner of this massive, rich, and detailed world to life from the windswept snowy peaks on the grizzly mountains to the dusty roads of Lemoyne, from the mud spattered storefront to the cobbled streets of St. Denise. Rockstar Games said of the PS, uh, PC port. One of the most constant 
sequential graphical improvements in the PC version of Red Dead 2, Red Red Redemption 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, sorry, my voice is dry, is the increased draw distance. According to Rockstar, this will make for better navigation, but the aesthetic improvement seems obvious too. Now those Red Dead Vistas vistas will be more impressive than ever. The PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 will also have improved lighting at night during the day. The PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game. This thinks to higher quality of global illumination and ambient aqua. Illusions. Global illumination is when a game process like that comes directly from a source, like candles, turns, and also the subsequent reflection of surfaces and not just reflective ones. Ambient occlusions refers to when a game engine uh, calculates how much light hits every surface. Creating variable shading for more realistic lighting. The PC version will also feature other lighting tweaks, including shadows with the higher resolutions and improved reflections. Other graphical improvements coming to the PC, PC Red Dead Redemption 2 promise improvements to some of the graphically intensive details that already impressed players of the console versions, like the footprint trails that follow your player and horse when walking through the snow. The PC Red Dead Redemption 2 will also have improved textures throughout the game's natural environment, grass, fur, and tessellated tree textures. Oh, I forgot to also talk about something about Dead by Daylight, because they're about to have um... And there are events coming up for Halloween. So let me uh, click back. Oh yeah. They're saying Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC also supports HDR and more graphically intensive PC setups including multi-monitor configuration, widescreen monitor 4K resolution, and fast frame rate. Of course, you'll need a system capable of running up. The minimum requirements for Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC includes 8GB RAM, a graphics card, um, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 772GB, AMD Radeon R9 283GB or higher, and 150GB of hard drive space. Woo woo! So now I'm waiting for Dead by Daylight to reload their website because I forgot to mention their event that was going on on Dead by Daylight soon, the Halloween event. Which. We got to discuss that. So while that is loading up, let's play a little bit of music. Thank <laughs> you. 
want to you can go ahead and follow me and subscribe to my youtube channel which is spaz baby you can follow me on instagram you can follow me on twitter and you can follow me on snapchat and if you want to email me it's spazbaby at gmail.com and um if you want to watch my daily streams you can go ahead and make sure you hit the notifications you can Go and join my Discord and chat up with me and everybody else. But I want to thank everybody for listening to my podcast. I'm making it a little bit longer since I did not make an episode last week because my uncle had passed away. And I'm sorry to everybody about not getting to make an episode. But anyways, back to Dead by Daylight. I forgot to talk about the Withering Blight. And we're happy to celebrate the most horrific time of the year, which is Halloween, where the 
stench of rotting pastula plants filled the air across the entities around soon, about October 22nd, I believe. Soon the weathering blight event will be upon us, and we don't want you to go unprepared. So basically, classic tricks. In addition to spooky campfire decorations, some staples of past Halloween events have returned, including the Will-O-Wisp flashlight, the All Hallows Eve lunchbox, box and the pastula petals offering you can find these limited time items scattered throughout the newly generated blood webs and in chests for the duration of the event you will keep any leftover items and be able to use them year round how exciting is that so make sure you do do the event but be warned any unused pustula petals will stay in your inventory will not be able to be used after the event period Following feedback from the Hallowed Blight event last year, Pustula Petals will instead create a pair of event hooks and generators for each offering used. Survivors who burn one of these offerings will receive bonus blood points whenever an event generator is powered, and killers receive a bonus each time a survivor is hooked and a special event hooked. If you don't burn an offering, you'll see um, you'll still receive some bonus blood points, but not as many as those who do. So they're going to have brand new treats. The Withering Blight event is woven into the archives for an overview of what the archives hold, which I can click there in a moment. By completing challenges and progressing through the current rift, you'll be rewarded with putrid serum. These putrid serum can then be exchanged for cosmetics from either the Hallowed Blight or Hallowed Catalyst collections. Putrid serum is only available in the free track of the Rift. A total of 60 putrid serum are available this year, allowing you to earn up to six hallowed cosmetics or two full outfits. Putrid serum will remain in free track for the duration of the Rift. Any unspent serum will expire two weeks after the Rift closes. So the scary story is, what's a Halloween event without a spooky tale? You complete specially marked nodes in the first tomb to unlock new lore continuing from last year's Halloween Blind event. Collect all memory entries to unlock a special animatic, animatic revealing the next steps in the story as with any other lore in the archives you'll be able to collect and complete the story anytime event after the rift closes the withering blight event runs from october 22nd to november 1st so mark this date down act fast the pustula plants only appear once a year and when they're gone they're gone so I'm going to go ahead and click here so we can um, see if they talk anything about um, the event. They're just saying welcome to the archives. During our third anniversary stream last May, we have revealed a brand new feature coming this fall. The archives, which with a couple of weeks away with the official lunch launch of this feature we are happy to present it to players in this news 
This brand new feature will provide players with more playable content, more lore, stories to discover, and more cosmetic and rewards to unlock. The archives will expand every element of Dead by Daylight. It will continuously bring new content into the game for characters, players love, and some whom they have yet to meet, including the Observer, Master of the Archives. The archives will come in two parts, the Tomb of the Rift. In each tomb, players will have access to challenges that permit them to unlock memory and log lore content, blood points, time-limited rewards from the Rift. Expect a new tomb to be released each mid-chapter, accompanied by a new time-limited Rift. So what is the mysterious place... Labeled archives, how did it come to be? Players will have to go to the fog to find out. Tomb One Awakening at the core of the archives is Aris, a device capable of peering, peering into the memories of those who have entered the fog. Through this device, the players access a series of challenges to help them piece together these memories and this overall role challenges players will be able to complete various types of challenge and objectives in these challenges to progress further in the tomb and its associated rift furthermore the difficult challenges can only be unlocked by completing preceding challenges types of challenges challenges will offer basic objectives accumulating over multiple trials Master challenges will require a set of conditions to be met within one trial. If players stumped on a challenge, they will be able to pause it and try another. Progress will remain until they return. Also, blood points will be awarded for every completed challenge. Some master challenges require the use of specific perks to help players with these. Required perks will be made available in the Shrine of Secrets for at least one week each until the next tomb is released. So players should make sure to check out the Shrine each week in the store menu because you might need them perks. Most types of challenges with new and fun objectives will be added as time goes on. This is just the beginning. Tomb levels. The challenges for each tomb will be separated into various levels. Each level contains a different layout of the Oris web. The new challenges, new entries, and even more blood points and fragments. Reaching last note of a level will also reward a completion charm and a lump sum of refragments. Completion charms for each level will be progressively more complex and rare than the ones before. We want to tell our stories over a longer period and encourage players to return to the game to experience them. We are looking at least levels as new episodes releasing for their favorite show and Tech Tomb being a new season. Also, level 1 will always release alongside a new tome, but levels 11 plus will release several weeks after. Level release schedule, level 2, November 5th. Level 3, November 19th. Level 4, November... I mean, December 10th. Please note these release dates are subject to change. All previously unlocked levels remain available once released, but will stop providing progressive rewards towards the rift once the relevant rift has expired. Collection. Many challenges will also award memory log entries for the collection where all collected lore is stored and available to view at any time. Multiple memory logs will release the tag <coughs> will 
released with each tomb with some containing a special reward once the final entry has been collected. With this approach, we are committed to expanding the lore of Dead by Daylight. To support this, every entry release will be permanently available to unlock. All past tombs will remain playable no matter when a player started playing Dead by Daylight. The Rift. Each tomb will always be accompanied by a new Rift, a tier... A tear through the entity fog containing a multitude of rewards from other worlds and memories. These time-limited rewards will be earned simply by playing the game and progressing in the tomb. Most of these rewards will be related to the current tomb's lore and or season events. There will be tons of rewards available in each rip with 70 tiers of free and premium rewards with over 20,000 orc cells total. Here's a sneak peek of what players can unlock. New outfits and cosmetics. Complete new items plus variation of existing cosmetics. Charms. New cosmetic type. Read more further below. Putrid Serum Halloween event currency 60 total. Used to unlock up to 6 cosmetic pieces from the Halloween Blight, Hallowed Blight or Hallowed Catalyst collections. RX cells 1000 total. Most rewards will be exclusively available via the archives for a period of time and released into the store for at least 6 months after the rift is ended. More information will be provided at a later date. Our goal is that everybody has access to the amazing content the team has created. Therefore, nearly all content from each rift will eventually archive in the store. Of course, some seasonal items will wait until it makes sense again, such as our Halloween-related content. We want to maintain the level of fairness we have strived in for Dead by Daylight to create options for obtaining rewards that are respectful to our players. All players will have access to rewards on the free track, and should they want even more cool rewards, the premium track will be accessible by unlocking the Rift Pass. Tier progress between the two will remain consistent for all players, so if a tier is reached on the free track and the Rift Pass and is later unlocked, players will also earn every premium reward from previous tiers retro roll actively as well rift fragments a rift fragment is a reward currency the player collects that earns them progress in the rift rift fragments can be earned by doing the below completing challenges in the current tomb playing the game the last one uses player level xp and accumulates them towards Earning a rift fragment at the end of each trial, progress towards the next rift fragment will be displayed in the archives widget. Players should remember there are XP bonus for both first survivor and killer matches of the day. After reaching a tier and unlocking rewards, players should make sure to enter the rift menu again to claim them. When the rift ends, any unclaimed rewards will be given on the next launch of the game or on the next tally screen encountered, whichever comes first. Rift duration. The rift duration. Nice. Each rift will be available for 70 days. After this period, the rewards within a specific rift will no longer be available via the archives. And rift fragments will no longer be available as rewards via challenges, level... 
completions or player level XP. We know not everyone has time to play as much as they would like to, and some players will arrive later during the active rift. For these players, we have added the choice to unlock tiers from 100 orcs each if they already own the rift pass. This will be effectively given 10 rift fragments per unlock tier, so any progress towards their next tier is carried over. Rift Pass. Players will be able to unlock the Rift Pass for 1,000 Oryx cells. Unlocking a Rift Pass immediately grants a reward from Tier 1. Premium players will be able to try out some new charms right away. The 1,000 Oryx cells can be earned back, plus other rewards as players progress through the Rift. A new Rift Pass will be available to unlock with each new Rift when it launches alongside its new respective tomb. Our goal is for our first tomb and Rift to base our completion targets on the average daily playtime for one hour user provided by our internal data. Given this completion, the Rift and all its rewards should take roughly 70 to 80 hours of gameplay. Provided players accomplish challenges from each role. We want everything to feel achievable within a reasonable amount of time for all players not to feel like any reward is unfair or out of reach. We will be gathering all sorts of feedback to ensure the archives is enjoyable for many updates to come for all players. The archive widgets to help players aware of progress, all relevant information for the current two and road will be accessible via a new collapsible widget at the right side of the lobby tally screens. Um, it contains a load of information to help players experience the archives to its fullest. Charms are a brand new cosmetic reward debuting exclusively in the archives as accessories for survivors and hook ornaments for killers. Players will find that many are tied to the characters and lore from the memories and logs. Four universal charms will be permanently earnable in the tomb as level completion charms, but any found in the rift will disappear from the archives once the rift closes. Three charms will be immediately available at tier one premium for players. The rift pass. We hope that you enjoy them. They're saying archives is currently only available in the mid chapter 13 ptb pc only the full release of all platforms will take place in several weeks this is the beginning of a great future for dead by daylight we have an amazing ideas to bring to the archives and we can't wait to share them to you now try out for yourselves and let us know what your thoughts and that is all folks I want to thank everybody for stopping in and coming listen to my episode 3. I know that it's really long. It's an hour and almost 14 minutes. But I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to release out to you guys. Um, Dead by Daylight updates. Um, Red Dead Redemption coming to PC updates. PS5 updates. And all that other good stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and end my podcast episode 3. Then we're still in season 1. And go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Which is Spaz Baby. And you can listen and watch me play. And get notified of me playing. Make sure you um, join my Discord channel. And we're going to go ahead and end this. With another song by 
Emerson's drivers. Let's go. Looking over my shoulder.